Episode 15, podcast number 15 of the insane ramblings of crazy old men, where Mike and Ray discuss the coronavirus, Shemima Begum, potholes and panic buying. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm good. I went up for the elderly shopping hour this morning at Asda at 6 o'clock. Yeah. And I'm amazed at the number of elderly who are under 40 years old. <laughs> Can I just say, you're not actually here at the moment, are you? <laughs> well, you're at home, you're self-isolating, and we're doing this podcast with me in the studio and you on Alexa from your home. And I must admit, the Alexa sound quality is not too bad. I am in the bunker. <laughs> Tell me, if you've got 5G yet? Out here in books, we're getting 2G next year. <laughs> well, apparently if you haven't got 5G, uh, you won't get the virus. Have you heard that? There's a guy called Dr. Thomas Cowan, MD. And he claims that because Africa hasn't been affected by coronavirus as much as the rest of the world, he started thinking why that was. And the conclusion that he came to was because, to quote him, Africa is not a 5G region. So um, he believes that 5G is somehow exacerbating or even causing this, this virus. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? do know is they don't have 5G in Iran and they're dropping like flies over there. People still don't understand this social distancing, do they? Well, we do, because you're not here. Oh, yeah, we do. But I went into Marlowe's getting my hair cut the other morning, half past eight, crack of dawn, first in and first out. Streets were great, only about six people on the streets. And I got to the barbers about ten minutes before opening time, stood in the shop doorway, looking at the queue outside boots, standing well away from people. Anyway, this chap comes up, stands next to me and says, oh, we're even queuing for the barbers now, are we? And I said, yes, and we're social distancing and move away from it. <laughs> and in spite of every day on all the radio stations and TV stations having phone-ins for question and answer sessions, the message isn't getting through. I think if people don't understand by now, then they ain't ever going to understand. Have you ever seen a film called The Purge? Yeah, I think we need to bring it back. Well, I think it's here. Because if you think about it, once the supplies go down, there aren't enough loo rolls or mayonnaise or pasta, and it's getting that way, you'll probably get someone knocking on your door, and you'll open the door, and there'll be a guy with a shotgun, and he'll demand to uh, take away your loo rolls. And he'll say, yeah, hand over your toilet paper and your mayonnaise. <laughs> now, there's a thought. That's a phrase you don't hear every day. <laughs> no, no. It's interesting that in America, the panic buying has extended to guns. I think you're on the right track. <laughs> There's been a load of hoax claims about this coronavirus. And not only that Dr. Thomas Cowan that I spoke about earlier. According to NASA, you can see the emissions from Chinese crematoriums from space, which is really unpleasant. <laughs> Closing of the schools, you know. At the end of the day, people are going to die. 
the schools, like the cruise ships, are breeding grounds for spreading the virus. But what are the kids going to do? I mean, Mother's Day's coming up. I know that here, Tracy's kids are coming over. That's probably not so bad, I hope. And they might even be going over to Tracy's mum's, which might not be a good idea because that would be quite a big gathering. You see, this is the problem. People aren't taking it seriously. I've just been listening to a doctor on the radio and he said, at the end of the day, the bottom line is if we don't follow the instructions, lots of people are going to die. That's the bottom line. So people have the choice. Unfortunately, it doesn't just affect them. So, for instance, with this school's closing and mum's whinging, if they say, oh, don't worry, we'll go around and see your friend, they're spreading it. People have a choice. It's like, I've got a choice. Do I stick my finger in the electric plug and switch it on? <laughs> the choice is mine. Do I put my car seatbelt on when I go on the M25? The choice is mine, but I have to live with the consequences. And unfortunately, a lot of people are saying, oh, so do the elderly that are going to die. I'm not elderly. I'm fine. I can do what I want. And that's why they've got this problem in London. In London, we've got a third of all the cases in the UK because people are out on the streets. To be honest, I don't know whether that's the right thing to do or not. Maybe we will all eventually get coronavirus and the sooner we get the coronavirus, the better. I mean, there is, of course, a risk of dying. You tell that to those 3,500 people in Italy and we're on the same as Italy. If you listen to Boris yesterday and the scientific experts, they said that if we can confine it, if people are sensible and they don't go out in these social gatherings, then we should hit the peak in 12 weeks' time and then it will start to decline. And the scientific guy said, but if we don't, it will keep on going and it may last for two years. So people have a choice. I mean, you don't see the seriousness of it, do you? I'm not sure. I don't quite understand. People are dying. People die from road accidents. People die from the flu. I don't know what the statistics are. What the statistics are, we've had 144 deaths out of 3,000 cases. We've had 144 deaths. 144 deaths there. In the last few months. Which wouldn't have happened. Yeah, but how many... the cause of death is the coronary virus. But this is preventable. Well, it is preventable, but... Well, of course it is. Well, it might come back next year. It might come back the year after. Maybe the best move is to get some sort of immunity from it by either... Thirteen doctors in Italy have died because of the coronavirus. People are going to die, and the number depends on how sensible the whole population is. Educated people like you aren't taking it seriously, and if the people in the supermarkets are going crazy... I shouldn't have gone up to the supermarket. That is my last trip because people bump into you. I was actually elbowed by a nurse at the checkout. People are not taking it seriously. This is like the Black Death all over again. Except now, people are educated. They're making a positive choice to ignore it. When Tracy's kids come round on Sunday, it's not like an accident. They are taking a positive decision to put you and her at risk. The Black Death wiped out a third of the European population at the time. That's a hell of a lot. We've had 10,000 deaths so far. It doesn't equate to the Black Death. It doesn't equate even to a good bet of... Well, the guy's right. But 
actually spread throughout America. And America had taken better precautions than us. They shut down the schools a while ago. Once you get to America, it's got five times our population. What worries me is if I self-isolate now, then I go out in, say, a couple of months' time, there's bound to be some dick who's still got it. I, sooner or later, I'm going to catch it. If you feel that way, then go down the pub or walk into a hospital. <laughs> Scientists have said, because in China, they actually had a day yesterday when they had no cases. If everybody's off the street for long enough and stop mixing, then it stops. It may emerge next November, but in the interim, people are working on vaccines, they're working on a cure, etc., etc. So there's hope. I'm just calculating the... The percentage deaths is actually 4% across the world. The thing you've got to remember is that although on this website, this, um, this website that keeps you up to date, it's got 248,000 cases of coronavirus and 10,000 deaths, which works out at about 4%. There could be many other people who have coronavirus, who have had coronavirus. Maybe that numbers double maybe those percentage deaths are two percent maybe they're one percent i don't know <laughs> some of these countries you have to take information with a pinch of salt you know i bet you putin is going to go on the telly and say you don't have a problem with coronavirus in russia yeah that's probably true so trump is already saying we've got it beaten yesterday on the telly boris said we're having under control in 12 weeks he's totally wrong what the scientists said is if it carries on and people obey the instructions, we'll have a peak in 12 weeks and it'll start to die down. And the reason that's important is if you get it seriously, your only option is to go into hospital on a ventilator. But because the hospitals have only got a fixed number of ventilators and people are on a ventilator for eight weeks, if you do the maths, there ain't enough ventilators if it keeps growing. And sometime, the doctors are going to have to make a choice. Do we put this person on a ventilator or that person? Tracy's got a good point. I always thought that anyone who got AIDS by not using a condom because of their religion, probably Catholic, could sue the Catholic Church. I still think there's a class action waiting to go against the Catholic Church. I wonder if there's the potential of a class action against China for being so bloody stupid and having these wet animal markets which have historically always come up with some sort of viral infection that's affected the whole world. Well, they've all come from over I think what's more likely is companies, so like British Airways that are going to go out of business, or Virgin Airways, I think it's more likely that the companies will sue them because they don't have the muscle power and the motivation. But in theory, every government in the world could take the Chinese government to court because of what it's costing them. Well, exactly. And historically, even the original HN viruses and the Spanish flu itself, they now think that's originated from... They've all come from those Chinese wet markets. That's right, in some way, shape or form. And they've got a lot to answer for. Have they closed these markets down permanently now? I know they've done it temporarily. They closed the one in that particular province, but there'll be others. 
they need to be stopped. I mean, that's the problem. Personal level, what I want to know, if I get it, can I take some of these people to court that are like brushing up against me in Asda? is interesting about potholes. What's interesting about them is that when councils are aware of a pothole, they're allowed to set their own target for filling them in. Basically what this organisation have found is that only one in eight local councils are meeting their own targets for filling them in. I mean, it seems sensible. <laughs> you'd extend the target, wouldn't you? If you <laughs> and they found that one council filled in only one in eight potholes in three months, they set themselves a target. I mean, if you think about it, three months to fill a pothole in, jeezy <laughs> pimps. And as a result of this, according to the Department of Transport, almost 450 cyclists have been killed or have life-changing injuries in the last 10 years because of potholes. These people, the cyclist organisation, have done a survey, 85 councils replied, and only 10 of them had filled potholes in on time with their own targets. Jeez. So, for instance, in Wakefield, they had 21,500 potholes reported that they acknowledged. And in the time period, the three months, they only filled in one in six. You know, councils need to pull their fingers out. The Chancellor has given them extra billions. So he's announced £2.5 billion over five years. They're already spending 5.4 billion a year on local roads, and I just think the councils don't do their job. Do you think when all the potholes are filled, cyclists will stop cycling on the footpaths? Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm looking exactly. forward to. So we can walk down the footpath again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether you noticed that cyclists don't cycle on the road at all. They cycle on the footpaths. When I was a kid, I remember being told off by a policeman for cycling on the footpath, and I was only eight. <laughs> Now you get these fully grown men with the lycra shorts and these go faster racing bikes and their helmet and everything. And they're cycling at 300 miles an hour and everyone has to jump out of the way. And what's even worse, you've got these walks in these parks because we walk around quite a lot. And they've got this little white line and a picture of a bike, which most of the time is worn out. So you don't know which side is a cycle lane and which side you have to walk along. And you just hear this bell and you turn around. And if you're not quick enough, you get run over. I think the sooner they fix those potholes, the better. That's great news then. I think the only word I can think of is inshallah. If God wills it so be it. Absolutely but right. It makes me wonder, do you think Shamima Begum still wants to come to East London? If anyone's been affected by what they've heard in this podcast, I'm afraid there's nothing we can do about it. We are welcome to try and contact us by email at iracompodcast at gmail.com. Or you can have a look at our website, which is the Facebook website, which is the insane ramblings of crazy old men. We'd love to hear from you.